We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey guys, this is Ian Happ from the Chicago Cubs. I'm excited to announce that my show, The Compound, is now part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Join me and my teammates, Dakota Meckis and Zach Short. This week, we welcome Cubs first baseman, World Series champion, Anthony Rizzo to The Compound. Check it out. Subscribe. The Compound on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. What's up, everyone, and welcome in to the Prediction Esports Backliners podcast. Agro joined by Barracuda, and as you can tell by my look, finals went long. Um, the people at Prediction Esports are very hard workers, but they couldn't get the overlay done in time to turn around because Sam took a little bit longer to win than maybe we were expecting. We, I had to make the overlay myself, but I think it looks pretty good. We've got Sam for soccer, jungler for ghost gaming and the best team in the SPL officially now after your win. Um, so let's, uh, let's get one thing out of the way. Okay. Um, I'm my apparently brain is shot for audio for the one thing out of the way. Apparently you need to turn up. Apparently it's quiet. Just it quiet. Okay. Yeah. I'm just going to toss that one out there. All just right. Unlucky man. Listen, I'm doing my best out here, fellas. Okay. <laughs> I am doing my best, and that's all that you can say. Oh, I see. I am quite quiet. Why am I so quiet? I hope it's using uh, my right microphone. I had to turn both of you guys up, like, to 200% on Discord so I could hear you. Really? Um, let's make sure. But apparently I'm a little loud. Sorry. Oh, oh my God. I'll Wait. sit back. My should, I, should I move this mic closer or what? No, I think you're sounding good. I think I'm sounding better okay. now. Is that better, sure. chat? Much better? Okay, yeah, I think it was using the wrong one. Okay, welcome in. My brain is fried. I just casted for five hours in a row. Uh, Sam's brain is fried. He just played for five hours in a row. But let's... Uh, do you guys want to start with the finals, or do you want to start with the beginning of the tournament? How, how, do, how do we want to break down uh, the SPL playoffs? My set was great. <laughs> okay, we can start there. That's fine. Um, Barra, well, let's... Uh, Let's start with the very beginning, because when I heard that Ghost was going to get Baskin, I was mm-hmm. like, does do they know? Like, do Renegades know? Because I thought of it, a situation where you guys loaded into the game, you expected to see Slaney, and then Baskin <laughs> loads in and you go, wait a minute, and then game starts sound, and you go, wait, no, Baskin, like, we can't do up against this. What, uh, what were you guys thinking going into that set? So, yeah, we knew for a while um that they were gonna get baskin and we decided to stick with the row um haddix was the next choice that we had for solo if there was anyone available and it was kind of the only choice that we were like thinking about but we i mean obviously for other reasons we could not you know anyways uh (laughs) yeah 
we had to uh, stick with Roe. We also, scrims were really good this week. Um, some days were really good, some days were bad. But I mean, that's honestly, with a sub, like, that's way better than expected, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and also, Ro was like, oh, I get to play my first game of Rank Conquest for the year. Oh, no. <laughs> you you mean to tell me Ro has not been slamming cues? No, unfortunately, he has not been. Uh, Sam, what are your th- what's your reaction you know, to that? Yeah, I mean, what are you expecting for how the set's going to go if you're not slamming the cues? <laughs> <laughs> you got to be slamming. He was, okay, so once he uh, was our sub or whatever, he was nonstop slamming the cues, <laughs> thankfully. And where did it, it felt- get to? What, what, what's his, what was his finishing in MMR, you think, before the set started? Uh, I would say probably 26, 27. Okay. If I had to guess. If I had to guess. That's good. Um, but our style was we wanted to pressure duo <laughs> and uh, kind of leave Rowan on an island. That did not work because the island was burning <laughs> on Rowan's side. <laughs> the island was on fire, and the I think we invaded two purple buffs the entire set. So our strategy did not work at all, and... <laughs> It felt like as the games went on, the games got easier, but they were still so impossibly hard <laughs> that slightly easier wasn't enough to win the set or even like make it look close. Like and your then, job was to move a boulder, and by the end of the game, <laughs> like the end, like towards later on, the boulder was like budging. Like you yeah. could see, like it was budging, but you couldn't like lift it up. You know. Mm-hmm. It's like a 4,000-pound boulder, and it was mm. like 30 pounds lighter by the end of it. Okay. So it's slightly easier, but still impossible. Um, for, well, maybe for you. Yeah, we don't work out. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> our team is not moving that boulder. And I, I don't know. It's just in the games, they just felt like we were completely outmatched, and that's a really bad feeling. Like... When uh, I can't remember which game it was, but there was one game where Vin was Agni and he got basically went on by Sam and then PBM just soloed him and then Fine was there. And I was I turned about goal to like way before Peak I get to the fight and I was like, Oh, it's gonna be so sick. Oh yeah, no, you blinked my ult. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. On the red. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you were the main target, and we were calling you for, like, three seconds, and I was like, oh, it's going to be so sick. Like, I'm going to come in, there's going to be a CC, and then I'll root you, and then I'll kill you. And then I land, and you blink, and I'm like, Jesus Christ. I turn around, and Vin's dead. <laughs> like, what? what am I supposed to do? Like, yeah, I think Lazarus trying to go on me there, too, right? Yeah. Well, you were, like, yeah. you were just screamed in comms, kill Erlong, kill Erlong, and... It was so, and then fine just like comes between towers. So it was like, I don't know if you guys like called it like in 30 seconds before or whatever. It was like, hey, can you rotate? Or it was just like, oh, fine, I'm here. <laughs> I'm a solo later. Yeah, I think he had insane pressure the whole time, just proxy. So he's probably like, yeah, I'm here anyway. I might as well like just cross here. <laughs> I mean, he was up against like Xing Chen every like game one, right? <clears throat> the was it Xing Chen yeah. solo? <laughs> yeah, yeah, or that was like so, game th- two or something like that. I don't remember. I think that was game one. one. It, was, it was game one, and okay. So we felt pretty confident with the Shington solo because it was working in scrims. Also, we felt confident going into Hyman Yamoja as well because we had practiced against them a lot this week and they had been going like subpar results in um, in scrims or whatever. But I guess I don't feel like Hyman did anything. I feel like if Peacat was on any god, the same things would have happened. Like we just got way out pressured. Not I don't even think we got out pressured draft wise. We just got outplayed. Like, macro was just really bad by us, and kind of the whole set was just bad. Like, we didn't really get our footing at all. And we knew exactly what you guys wanted to do, like hard pressure and just, like, most likely pressure Rose Lane a lot and then feed that into the rest of the map. But, mm-hmm. like, the damn wall, or, like, wait, no, not like like not like the cusp word, but, like, the literal dam. I was going like, to say, Barra, I was going to say, Jonathan Salter. <laughs> the wall itself had a crack in it and it just burst open. Uh-huh. My face is rushing. Yeah, that's the end of my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully your parents haven't tuned in yet. You know, it's the it's the beginning of the show. Maybe they're my maybe they're a little bit late. 
<laughs> so hot right now. Hey, Sam, can you uh, take over from uh, your side of uh, you know my set? How how was uh, that? You know, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Please, Sam, say something. I, I guess I'll, I'll just say there was a big solo gap. And okay, I feel bad for real because I actually think last year he was like pretty like good on PK. Mm-hmm. And he had a lot of time to practice, and then he was just so unpracticed, and I think, like, it was just unlucky for him. Yeah. So let this and be a lesson to you all. Slam the cues at all given opportunities. <laughs> it would have been way better that way, you know? It would have been way better that way. Meerkat says, scrimming against Gino and me gives a false sense of confidence in those duo picks. <laughs> <laughs> a bit I unlucky think... for you. No, we scrimmed them once and lost, like, 3-1, I think. Well, that's a fearsome think- squad. I mean, they got they got mask in the jungle. Like, yeah, of course, Meerkat and ADC. We all were thinking Meerkat and ADC. I just didn't feel like I needed to set it until now. But um, it's a fearsome team. Uh, I actually kind of forgot we scrimmed them, but then it just reminded me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, sometimes to be, lose. Yeah. To be fair, maybe Haim was a little overrated, but he's just like an annoying pick. Yeah. He's so cool. the vision and trying to dive him and stuff is just a big pain. Do you, Sam, as a jungler, do you feel, and Barra as a hunter player, it's kind of good to get both ends of the spectrum here. I think from, from a top-down perspective of what I've seen, it looks to me like Haim is the safest hunter in the game. It looks like he's safer than Jingwei. Mm. Do you guys agree mm. with that? No. I think, no? I think it's kind of close. Well, well in terms of safe in, in what point? Like in uh, laning phase or yeah. everywhere? I would say la- I think he's safer late game. I think Jing's safer in the laning phase, but I think Haim's safer late game. I think it depends on the team comp mm-hmm. he's against because there was one game where Haim was against like a Herc and a Nike, and you are not loving that. Like, yeah. every time you try to portal, you're getting like awkwardly pushed, and you have to like pre beads and go into your portal and just pray that you can get it off, or like you said, it like close enough behind you. And. Sometimes your ults and fight get a ton of value and you get like a sick ult on a frontliner. And then other times you just whiff it and you fly past the frontliner and like there's the jungler, like the other backliners there. And it's like feeling real awkward then. Um, and then I think Magi's like Magi's cloak or whatever um, just destroys Heim. Like if you just blink on Heim and you have Magi's, I feel like as a jungler, you just beat him. Yeah, I think. He's really close to being the safest, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> but yeah. they, it's not like he's uncounterable, I don't know. He's probably similar to, like, Jing in a lot mm-hmm. of ways. I just feel like I see Jing players get killed in their ultimate pre-warm-up, like mm-hmm. warm up, like, all the time, late game. And Haim, like, if you're short-porting on Haim, you're, mm-hmm. you're out of there. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's you, pretty instant, so... You, you put it over a wall, and, and you're kind of out of there. Um... Someone in chat, M- Mabino Gooch. I shouldn't have said that name. <laughs> <laughs> Can you talk about how every pro ADC has a different build for I'm? Um, Barrow, what's w- w- what what makes you uh, make your choice on if you're going Devos, if you're going Trans, if you're going Crit, if you're going Pen? Like Heim does seem to have a lot of different uh, a lot of different build paths. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> I practiced Heim basically this whole week going into playoffs because um, I didn't think it was that great. And then I, I, I think it's like a little overrated. I think it's like 89% of how like over, how good it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I practiced it all week. And I went tons of different builds. I would try the trans Aussie XE build. I would try trans full like power pin. I would go Devos and Crit. I would go Devos and Oboe into more like penetration and attack speed. And I would try like the standard Devos build. And it's they all feel great. And it's so annoying to figure out what to build if literally every build feels so good. Like there's sometimes like the power pin build, it's just like I just one shot their jungler. There's no way he had like any chance to do anything because junglers don't have good Aegis like 70% of the time or whatever. Unless you're um, Sam for soccer playing Robin um, in game five of the playoff finals. But we'll get into that in a bit. Yeah, um, that was that was pretty cool. Actually, I like that idea. Anyways, it's I think it's just a feeling thing for you as a player, um, whether you like playing with your abilities more often or if you like the big crits or if you like the more steady DPS. I think it's just totally up to you as a player. I think every build on Heim is good. 
the crit build felt the worst to me for some reason. I don't know why. It just felt worse than every other build. Hmm. Um, but literally every build on that god is completely fine, and it's just up to you. Uh, yeah. Matt, go ahead, Sam. Well, I was just say, in my opinion, I think the power pen builds better against junglers and like auto attack focus builds are just gonna be better against the like tanky frontliners. Yeah, it mm-hmm. does seem like Haim. One of his big weaknesses is that his objective DPS like isn't that great because of his low attack speed. Um, and so maybe you kind of have to go crit to to bring the same pressure on on like FG. Uh, mm-hmm. Hmm. But I don't know. Maybe, maybe they. Maybe it's just better to to build for the front line. Um, Mad Lad brought up a, a good point. I believe it was. Uh, what, what what was the Emoja solo pick there, Barra? What was that about? <laughs> we were just trying to go through all the guardians. <laughs> <laughs> um, but actually, it's because Ro is a really sick team fighter. He plays for the just for the team, whereas Solo is a more I would say like individual playmaking style player and row is kind of the exact opposite where row in my opinion, I would say like is more of a dimmy style solo laner where you will just lose lane. I don't know if you're supposed to lose lane as hard as you did, <laughs> but it will just lose lane and then come into team fights and make a lot of plays and make a lot of room. Um, so that was what we would just want to do with our drafts. <clears throat> and we'll just say uh, Jake, We'll, we'll just say Jake and then we'll yeah, get there. Yeah, that's good. No, I think I got, I <laughs> okay. understand what you're saying. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, then let's move on to the semifinals. Sam, you guys went up against Space Station, uh, yeah. a team that was red hot, then had one loss coming in uh, at the very back end, and then they beat you guys. Mm-hmm. But when you guys had Slaney there yeah. in mid, I, did you guys expect to 3-0 them that easily? Because it just looked like it was, you guys played really well. I do think SSG looked like they had a bit of an off day. But I don't know. You, like, I expected that set uh, to be really close. Yeah, I don't know if I thought it'd be, like, super easy. I guess I think, like, most we're all through wins, like, under 30 minutes, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought it'd be kind of close. We definitely really wanted to win after losing the first time. We weren't too happy. Then we had to use Slaney also in the second set. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> it was a matchup that we kind of cared about a lot for winning outside of just, like, obviously progressing the tournament but um yeah i don't know i think it's kind of like what you said just a combination of us playing well and them like not having the best set so when that happens i guess probably just like snowball the games you know when they're pretty quick were you guys worried at all going back to ben because um i know that you told me that that you guys had basically practiced all week with baskin only you hadn't yeah. scrimmed with ben at all mm-hmm. um what uh were you guys concerned at all about about how that how he would play number one and, and, and how you guys would play around him? Uh, not really. I guess if there'd be any concern, maybe it'd be how he would play, but I don't think so. I mean, it definitely is unfortunate. I'll be able to scrim with like, uh, I guess your mid laner. Um, but, uh, I think he was like, well, he'd spectate our scrims and, uh, he, he, I think he maybe was able to like learn some things from the way Baskin plays because Ben's still like a new mid laner, right? Mm-hmm. Just having any learning opportunity like that, I think actually can be pretty useful. And then he is just like spamming rank the whole time, so he's still playing a little. Obviously not the same, but yeah, we, we we're still confident for sure. Did he get really sick of the see what Baskin's doing here, Twig? Like, <laughs> I'm sure it was an endless no. amount of comments. Oh. I don't think we said that once. I'm not going to lie. No way. Oh, you really? You guys are such good teammates. Yeah, oh, you guys are God. way nicer than I thought you'd be. Holy. I thought, for sure, man. Especially Mike. Mike didn't give him one. <clears throat> I mean, maybe, but not like that. Really. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Fair enough. Uh, I don't know if you want to talk about it at all, but talking to Mike, he said that Wooney just came in with an unbelievable troll energy uh, from day one. Um, this was your first uh, opportunity to play with Baskin. Uh, just, just tell me your experience uh, with Wooney in the mid lane. My experience? I mean, uh, obviously just a good player, you know. But uh, uh-huh. yeah, outside of that, Listen, we, we were Sam. getting leads in basically all the games, and then it would instantly go to trolling. <laughs> he wasn't taking them seriously. Okay, maybe like the first game or two he took seriously, and then he was like, yeah, why aren't these guys F60? You know? <laughs> Just save us both some time. Obviously, those comments, you know, that that progresses to max trolling. You know, it's an endless cycle. Like, 
Yeah, nothing, nothing you could do. You're in a safe space here. Like, ba- Barra's played with Baskin before. He mm-hmm. knows the deal. Yeah. Um, I've spent significant time having my brain corrupted by Baskin <laughs> and Discord. Right. Uh, so, so like, we're, you're you're among friends here. You know, if if you if he really trolled you guys, um, then this is the re- this is the place to to let off the steam. <clears throat> it, it was minor trolls, but no, it was a good point with him for sure. Okay, fair enough. You're so nice. It's disgusting. <laughs> Like, I know it's so much worse, dude. There's no way. Well, it's only for a couple of days, right, Vera? Like, how much damage yeah. can Baskin really do in just, like, four or five days of scrims? I feel like it would be a combination of Baskin and PBM just, like, bouncing off each other, and then it just gets worse and worse and worse and worse, like, as the scrims go on. It definitely had some effect like that. I don't know if it was much necessarily, but the first day was pretty good, and then by the third day, it devolved a bit. That's for sure. <laughs> just hearing, it's so funny because there's so many. Woon Young Kim just deserves a documentary about him. Honestly, just like the way that that he is, the, just the way that he is. I, I just want to leave it there. And like, <laughs> that's the title. Understood. Yeah, that's the title. The way that he is a Woon Young Kim story. Like <laughs> pretty good hearing, <laughs> hearing tales about him, like try harding back in the day with like C9 and, and like on his way up. And then when he started dominating the SPL and like the years with you, Barra, and then the year, mm-hmm. like the half a year with Mike on E United and then now hearing his stories about like uh, down in the SOC or SEC with like Meerkat and how and how <laughs> Basket in the, in the Smite Challenger circuit just operates on a daily basis. And then the, the sub like sm- short term SPL, like, I don't know. It's just so funny to me how many different like he, he's just a, he's just a he's just a basket. The way he is. He's just the way he is, you know. <laughs> Listen, I don't talk good anymore, all right? I had a long weekend. I'm doing my best here. I understand. There is no shortage of action going on at our exclusive partner, Bet Online. NASCAR is back, and Bet Online has hundreds of other games, events, and sports to get in on. You can still bet on simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC events 24-7, or you can participate in a $10,000 Madden Bracket Challenge, a bracket-style NFL simulation tournament you can enter for free. And live right now on BetOnline's YouTube channel, you'll find an exclusive interview with ex-Chicago Bulls Ron Harper, Horace Grant, Bill Cartwright, and Craig Hodges to discuss the Michael Jordan documentary and what they're calling the final dance. Visit betonline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your welcome bonus and check out all the action. BetOnline, your online wagering solution. And now, let's get back to the next topic. Should we do the other side of the final? Wait, I didn't really watch the PK Radiance set, so... Oh, yeah. We guess we could talk about other sets. I didn't even think about that. Um, PK Radiance, I feel like... (laughs) PK Radiance, I feel like, just didn't... I don't know, the... Game one, PK like super stomped them and then were never mm-hmm. able to really get back to that identity. Um, you said you didn't really watch it, Barra. Sam, I don't know if you mm-hmm. watched it all if you, or if you have any yeah, thoughts. Yeah, I didn't get too much of a chance to watch that one either, I don't think. All right, fair so enough. Maybe the first two games or something only. Well, then we can move on to the, to the other semifinal, which is which was Sanguine Radiance, which was a really, which was a re- really solid set. And I think um, I, I said it on the cast today. I just felt like Sanguine didn't do a good enough job of adjusting to what Radiance was doing. Like they, mm-hmm. they weren't really respecting the dodgy pick for for adapting at all. They were not only not banning it in the second phase, but they were consistently picking other late game picks where dodgy can kind of outscale. Yeah, it was kind of weird. Not only that, but like he picked like Susano and stuff where you just have bad matchups. Right, mm-hmm. and no CC immunity. Like every yeah, yeah, game, exactly. they're putting Rongyu on. Like they eventually put him on Ganesh, which is like. If you can snowball, that that pick really messes with Dodgy. But if you don't, then you're like toast. And yeah. they just like didn't have a team fight relic at all. The in any of the games because because Ronku had to go beads every game. I feel like Dodgy is one of those characters. I would kind of relate her to like Athena, where if you haven't played against her in a while, she gets ton of value on like SPL or like land day. And it's one of those picks where like if you're in the game, you're like this pick isn't that big of a deal but like watching it looks so much worse and also i think pantom had a i really don't want to harp on him but i feel like he had a really poor individual performance in i think it was game three and four yep and on top of that i feel like um their frontline drafts as well as their play wasn't allowing them to get the like picture perfect fights that they are normally getting in the late game to win 
um, against a team like Radiance, where both of those teams, in my opinion, have basically the same identity. Yep. Um, and then Radiance just out-team played them. Like, there's no other way to say it. Like, they out-team played them, and then Pantom had probably his worst, in my opinion, ind- individual performance of the year. Yep. Which, yeah. I mean, it sounds so loaded, but I really just remember him carrying all year. Yeah. Playing so well all year, and then I like that set was just like for me i was just, what is he doing like how is he just dying like but to be fair there was a lot of times where they were rama sniping him and using every assassin button on him and he was dying but there were some positions where i'm just like why are you there like i don't get it yeah i, don't know. I think what i'd say about it is well first off i think Pantom may be the best jungle performance in the split itself mm-hmm. and then yeah i think he had a pretty maybe just bad two games but bets it overall um the weird thing about, I guess, Radiance is, like, there's a couple times where I'm like, yeah, I could pick this, but then, like, you kind of have to think about the Daji, and maybe he wasn't doing that, but then also, like, he, I think he picks Susana maybe because it's going to Rama, maybe another pick, too. But uh, something that Radiance did for sure was, like, adapting would... He didn't R-set, too. I think when he's paling outstanding, he would just kind of, like, try to go on me anytime I went in or whatever and just play for that, like, 1v1. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think when he was Paley they had Rama or anything, but combined with like a Rama makes it really hard if he actually can find you and you can't get their back on you, you kind of just end up being useless. Yeah, mm-hmm. being the initiator in those Assassin 1v1 is such a big deal. And Sam, yeah. I think that was one thing that I noticed about your game when you were like last year when you were starting to hit your stride last year at Worlds is that that's that's been a real strength for you is that you are really good in those late game Assassin 1v1s and they're almost always game changing, whether it's... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fire giant fights or or phoenix sieges, uh, there th- those are really important. You good, Barra? We, we, we <laughs> everything else over there? What are you yeah, laughing about? Like very confidently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, keep going. Keep going. <laughs> okay, <laughs> come on. <laughs> okay, well, me to Barracuda. Yeah, you know, you guys, you were good in season three, Barra. Yeah, you know, I really was good in season yeah, three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, <laughs> but instantly blows up Sam. What, what else do you have? Uh... <laughs> Listen, that's the way it goes. But that is one thing I think I agree with you. Panatom had a great year. I think that's been his weakest part of his game. I thought that you exposed him on it early in the season when you guys played Sanguine the first time. You won that set because you were beating him in the Assassin 1v1s. And and I think adapting identified the exact same thing and really did it uh, again in the playoffs. I, I don't know. As an assassin player, like, is there any way to practice for that, or is that just like a you you play enough games and you'll get used to it sort of thing? Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of weird because what's well, late game, so a lot of times games don't even go there in scrims and whatever. And then also, it's a lot of like really just god dependent matchups. Like, like you, you mentioned when I was against Panatome in the split, like he was Sir Ked, right? Mm-hmm. And he well, he was like picking fights, which is weird because he's looking for me constantly, but he just like doesn't win those fights, so it's like. I guess you kind of just end up knowing that at some point, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's it's kind of hard to practice for sure. Yeah, what's my god? What's got? What's my god over there? Huh? <laughs> it's kind of a little. It's kind of like a milkshake. Oh, basically. Mike, what'd you put in that milkshake? What's go. the milkshake, Mike? It's the boot daddy, bro. You know that. I oh I don't. God. <laughs> or else I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't have asked. Maybe I shouldn't have this now. No, you should have it now. Where's it from? You gotta give me. You gotta give me a review on this. It's from Andy's. He knows. It's from Andy's. Oh, dude, you guys went to Andy's, dude. Andy's. Yeah, is they this, went to Andy's. This this ice cream place that is near the studio that pops off, dude. It, it, that place is so good. Little victory ice cream for the boy. Yeah, you know it. That's big. Sam is a big ice cream guy. I haven't thought of like our, our useless question at the end. That's what I call it, by the way. Whenever I'm talking to like my fiance before the show, I'm like, what useless question should I ask Barra to like talk about? Um, uh, great answers. Right. You, you actually, it is. I've heard so, some of them. Yeah. It is actually <laughs> so crazy how I found someone to do a podcast with who has worse opinions than me. That is actually nuts because everyone always says that I have the worst opinions and Barra's are way worse. Un- like indefensible Barra you said that the office was better when Michael Scott wasn't on it that's the only good part of the office is when Michael Scott leaves <laughs> wait did you disagree with me no that's what you said and oh, Sam's frozen yeah. right now or else he would be saying <laughs> that you're insane oh there we go he's back can you believe this Sam I can't 
<laughs> cringe fest, dude. The whole show is just a cringe fest. Cringe humor is not funny. I don't know. I can't handle it. Okay. Yeah. Let's just go past it. Let's just move. Past <laughs> yeah. I can't, I can't deal with this anyways. Um, so radiance move on. They meet mm-hmm. up with you guys in the finals. Uh, all right, let's try it. Let's see if I can't remember, um, from, from the very beginning. So game one, you guys, uh, <clears throat> first picked Hercules that game, yeah. if I remember correctly. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and they went, what what did they go? They didn't go Nike there. They you went guys, Heim Ama? Yeah, I think Heim Ama. Nike became the pick of the whole set. Uh, mm-hmm. First pick won every single game, and yeah. Nike won every single game. Um, and that was the only game you guys didn't first pick Nike when given the opportunity. Uh, oh. What makes that, like, she was, a, she was not played at all, then she was a top jungler, and then... She was only in solo. Was it ever a flex pick, or was it always going to fine? If you're willing, if you're willing to say, um, <laughs> it was mainly going to go to fine. Yeah. What makes her? So, what makes her so busted that that she's top pick? Uh, I think she's just can buy so much time with extra health on her shield, and she actually ends up doing like a lot of damage. Um, I guess those are the main things. Plus, I guess you could. I don't know. You just buy so much time basically when you're diving. And eventually, you can just end up soloing people. Yeah, she's just like impossible to kill. How much do you like auto attacking a Nike Barra whenever you're actually allowed to? Yeah, I was going to say she is one of the hardest gods to deal with because whenever she buys thorns, her base damages are high enough as a solo laner to do like forty percent of your HP, and then she pops thorns, and you can't hit her again, or she pops her ult, and. Then by the time that goes off, or thorns go off, her, her cooldowns are back up. And then tank items right now are so strong. Or, like, you can just go void shield, and that's all your damage you need. Like, I think fine when, like, brawlers or something. I don't know if that... I said when I was watching that, I said it was because Uller went Aussie. But I don't know if that's exactly why. But anyways, I think that you can just go so many different builds on Nike and kind of always get value. And I think Nike and Solo gets a lot of value in every fight whereas nike and jungle kind of has like to have like a perfect fight or not like a perfect fight but i feel like nike it's a little always gets value and whereas nike jungle the value potential is like more random i don't know interesting it's a little bit easier to it's a lower bar of execution that you have to hit mm-hmm. yeah they definitely bring different things for sure yeah and normally you kind of try to like one shot almost a little mm-hmm. but then you're also way squishier and like if you get cc'd in your abilities or whatever you just kind of do nothing yeah why did it take so long for people to play that character? Because she really hasn't... Okay, I know she Just got the, like, Yeah, like, the knock-up change on her two, whatever. That was never relevant in any game, like, at all. Yeah. Um, She's definitely been sleeper OP for a long time. Did she get changed at all this year? Um, I will double-check, but I believe... I don't bes- remember. Besides the... um, Besides the change to her two being knock-up immune, I believe she... Oh, was yeah. Which I don't even know if that is that even thing. Um, it's it's seven. Let's see here. So, oh, seven one. So the first patch of the year, her base damage on her one and her two went up, Mm -hmm. and but it was by like ten at each rank for rend, and twenty on her two, and then patch seven two. So February twenty fifth. Her cooldown on her jump went from 18 to 16 seconds. And then she got absolutely no changes until she was meta. Yeah. Hmm. It was like a pressure solo lane, right? I think. No, it was, guard- it was Guardians for a long time. Like, Sobek was meta for a long oh, time. God, we didn't see a single Sobek, like, all weekend. Can I tell you how happy that makes me, for the record? That got so annoying. Yeah. Lame. Lame. I hate when that got meta. <laughs> me too. Me too. There is. I feel like every Smite player has gods that they just like that really grind their gears, even when they aren't actually good. Like when I think of my times when I'm having the least fun playing Smite, it's when the enemy Sobek support is the same level as me, and that's the end of it. Yeah. Like, there's no point. You kind of die. Yeah. It's it's just nuts. But anyways, I feel that way around about Kepri. Really? You think Kepri? I hate Kepri. I hate going against Kepri because every time I full come into a frontliner, they get res and then I die. And it's just so annoying to play around. It's kind of like 
it's like when you play against Thor, you have to constantly think about Thor ults and team fights. When you play against Kepri, like you have to hopefully, or just hope he gets CC in a fight before he gets his ults off. Uh, it's just so annoying to team fight against a good Kepri. Kepri really doesn't like make me rage ever. I don't know why. Dude, he can be annoying. The same way. Yeah, I mean he's annoying, but he's nowhere close I to like he's nowhere close to Sobek or Kumbakarna. Yeah, dude, Kuma, Kuma can be so uh, annoying. Gab can be really annoying. Yep. Yep. I think the lower cool... Like, if it's your ultimate, like, sure, I get it. Like, whatever. But, man, Kuma Karna, bro. Ugh. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, so, game one, you guys almost win in 19 minutes. You guys go for the end call. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Talk, talk me through the end call and, and, and the resounding uh, no that Radiance gave you. Uh... Well, <laughs> awkward that Mike sure just walked fire, out. Huh? Yeah, yeah, with fire, I was like, you know, we should probably just get these towers. Like after we got it, and then I'm pretty sure maybe we got some kills. Right, we got two kills, and then we got Phoenix. And then Mike was like, I am so certain we can end. I have frenzy and stuff. And then we we're all like, Are you sure? And then Mike's like, I'm so sure, man. Just believe me. And we're like, Okay, yeah, man, let's go, let's go for it. And then uh, I think maybe. Ben and Max could have spaced a little more. Maybe it could have worked. I, I ended up playing it on Hunbats and like I got it. I forced his old and I think that was good. But maybe. Uh, no like one if, takes if old for everybody, fine. it's pretty bad. Yeah. But, but also Alec jumped into Titan yep. when he started tanking it, and that's not great. <laughs> so I, I don't think we executed well, but I think it was just a bad call, and there's really like no reason to ever go for that. So yeah, Barrow. What what were you thinking when they were going for the end? Do you think they had it or no? Because I, I didn't think I, it was even close, dude. I don't think you guys were even close. Yeah. In the moment, I thought it was impossible, but rewatching it, uh, there was definitely a way they could have ended. But in the game, I think it's a twenty to thirty percent like call, and you should just basically never go for that call. But Alma got a three man ult. Uh, PBM and Sam went on uh, adapting, and then Nike or fine had a uh, basically mystical mail to tank the Titan and he died to Titan completely real, real fast, <laughs> real fast. And new older Titan DPS is so bad. And he threw minions on it. And then the minions like went to the Ama and then older Titan DPS is so bad if he's not free casting. And I think it went about as bad as it could have gone. Yeah. And I think there's a chance that it could have worked, and I don't think it should have gone that bad, but I mean, it's just a risky call either way. I just think there's no reason to go for that with like, yeah. the lead we have. Agreed. We'll just probably win. <laughs> anyway, well, we did end up winning, which was good. But, uh... <laughs> which was good. <laughs> kind of important in order yeah. to win that game. Man, that was. Were you guys like, was it hard to not get tilted or, or let you like. Did those thoughts of. Man, we really would have won by now if we had just like backed up and gotten towers or something uh, like that. Nah, I mean, you can't really think like that. It's just pretty bad. I mean, I didn't think like that. Maybe some people did. I don't think so though. But like, yeah, if you're ever thinking like that, I feel like you probably just lose. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. You're instantly in trouble. You just gotta kind of go with how the game's gone. Yeah, <laughs> based so on what you did, you know. What that was the game that Radiance did end up getting fire. They seed your left Phoenix. Your duo side Phoenix, and then mm -hmm. you pushed him back there, and then you you won basically every even fight after that. Um, yeah, yeah. So it wasn't like it was super back and forth. Mm -hmm. Game two, uh, that was oh, that was the hell game, right? The game where yeah, you guys yeah. last picked hell. That was a that was a weird yeah, game. I think we should have won that game personally. Could have won the three zero, you know. <laughs> I mean, you were <laughs> up early game in that game too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. what 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 do you think happened in your mind well the biggest thing we, we had fire right and then mike was stopping cyclone swift push mm -hmm. and then we tried to siege a little i think i ulted in maybe i i, I might have whiffed i don't know i think i think i did and i sh we basically ended up leaving yeah, and then i i was like yeah i'm just gonna go cut off cyclone because he was literally running from base yeah like chasing him yep and then we got the kill but while they were doing that i think maybe they thought hunbats was coming to me so they pushed up and then how much we like half rotated and then came back and then they got like engaged on. That's right. But yeah, I think you get if we yeah, if we just got the pick on Cyclone, we probably just could have won off of that, or at least like got Phoenixes and then it's like a lot easier of a spot to be in, you know. Right. They stepped up in the three V four on duo yeah. side Phoenix and uh and Radiance was like, 
Yes, please. Well, we don't know Mike, no Sam. That that's a pretty easy fight for them. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like Ting's what. Oh, and then the really unlucky bounce on a twig. Um, where oh, the apple yeah. like hit him by fire, but Twig didn't have Aegis that game. He went shell, uh, which was mm. o- which is obviously really good against Hunbats. But I feel yeah. like against Discordia, you kind of need Aegis, man. You just take so much damage from that alt late game if you don't. Yeah, I guess maybe I don't really know the bounce. I don't think, but probably just didn't. You think guys were like posturing. It was like you guys were on each side of pyro pretty much uh-huh. and twig through it and it bounced off your back harpy wall. And, and then again, I'm pretty sure it bounced again off of the right side wall there on that yeah, choke yeah. and it hit twig on like the Dude, disco bounces are so annoying, man. Yeah. That, Even in space station set, I, I swear there was like a, a heat seeking missile on me with those bounces. <laughs> it, one, he whiffs so hard and then it just bounces off like five walls and hits me. And then I'm like, okay, I'm like, <laughs> Well, it doesn't hurt that it is massive. It's like the world's biggest yeah. apple. And then they made it faster and go farther too, and it just I don't yeah, know. yeah, it could probably. Uh... And then it goes invisible sometimes, yeah. or it bounces yeah. one way, well, and well. then it actually bounces another way. Guys, come on now, hold on. Let's. Uh... Oh, sorry. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, yeah, no, 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 no problems here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that, I don't know. That that game was just was just kind of weird. Barra, yeah, what, game... what were you thinking when you were watching it? I was thinking there was no way they could ever kill the Nike if they got to 30 minutes. And then they got to 30 minutes and they could stop killing Nike. Um, with the Heimhel backline with Twig's build, I don't think he ever has potential to kill the Nike in a late game team fight. And they're basically full relying on the Heim DPS on the Nike. And I think the team fights were happening too fast to get the out of combat healing that they're looking for when. Radiant spilled like 100% anti-heal with Ankh, so the dive is easy, and then they just can't kill Nike. Like, Pika has to sit there for like 15 seconds, hammering away, and just can't kill her late game. Uh, I do think that game was winnable uh, by what Sam brought up when they just, for some reason, pushed up and left. I mean, it's easy to say that top-down, like, hey, why are you sure. doing that? But sure. in the game, like, it was probably some calm issue, or they saw him go somewhere else. Yeah, I think... It's kind of like I said, they just thought, thought Hunbats left so they pushed up. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, they, fair enough. Just unlucky, I guess. So game three, you guys are first pick again. Um, mm-hmm. You top pick Nike. That was yeah. the game that Aurora took Hercules, I believe, the first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And you guys pick, you ban Dodgy and then pick RDO. And I feel like anywhere Mike went, the game was just like over. Like Mike was just doing yeah my going that game really hard i think and rdo is one of those gods it's like so hard to tell when she's owning um mm-hmm. because it's like the cripple field is you know hard to see in team fights all this kind of stuff panda had another really good game that game he was playing heim that game right mm-hmm. uh yeah i think so um that was when they were against herc uller i think or yeah. was it Herc-Kree? No, no, that was the last game i think it was herc that game yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and i thought pika was gonna get pressured way harder in the lane but there was like not much fighting in duo like the whole set that i saw yeah it was really uh, only yeah. game one on uh, when pcat had uller um that he really bullied cyclone mm-hmm. effectively i just felt like you guys were putting so much pressure on on solo lane that like panda's job is just like not die um mm-hmm. and you guys yeah. just snowball the right side really effectively yeah i mean a lot of times i guess when that happens like Aurora just leave the lane super early, then it's just a 1v1. And you, should, you probably shouldn't be solo, even maybe if it's not the best matchup, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, is, is that a tough matchup for Heim, Barra, the Ho Yi one? It's, it's really tough sometimes. Other times, it's no problem, and I don't know why. But I feel like they're I just kind of Ho Yi, right? Like, if yeah, that guy gets ahead, it's impossible to box him, like, ever. Yeah, it's sometimes you just get one tapped and like without like a sick bounce like he'll just jump on you ricochet you and then you'll try to tp out and you'll die and then other times like he like marks you and ults you and then you barely escape with your uh teleport while the one's like flying at you yeah i don't know it's really weird um but i think who he wins that like 70 percent of the time wow that's a pretty good matchup and like a and like a raw dog 1v1 sure but a lot of times in spl it's like in scrims, you just like full commit every time to the high MSQE, but in SPL, it's like, do I have vision on literally everyone on their team? Because if I jump in here, 
I'll most likely die if someone comes. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of hard to force that stuff in SPL, especially when Himes are very focused in SPL about like putting threes behind you in a good spot and like knowing your play that you're about to make and then just chewing your jump after you're marked and then you just teleport out. So, yeah. Yeah. I feel like on paper that should be one of Himes' worst matchups, but mm-hmm. it's kind of high. In, so. in scrims, it definitely is. Yeah. In SPL, yeah. Yeah, who knows? Um, what what did Big Man play that game? Because he played Afro game two. Yeah, he was, no, he was Afro that game. Oh, that was but the Afro game? This, this is game three, right? Yeah, yeah. Ga- yeah oh, yeah, it yeah, was because yeah. he played Afro against the RDO. I feel like that is such a bad matchup for Afro. I, I say it a lot on cast these days, but RDO... I feel like her cripple field is kind of overrated because against a lot of comps where you feel like the cripple's really good, you just get really far behind and you get absolutely crushed, um, mm-hmm. e- even if you're crippling them. I think RDO is really OP whenever her her human three, her her like root, is yeah. it forces you to use stuff. Like against a mobile mages like Afro, I feel mm-hmm. like that is like so hard to play against. Yeah, I think I agree with the. I mean, you'll probably always get value out of the cripple. Like somebody on their team will have jumps or whatever that you're stopping. Mm-hmm. Sure. But, uh, you definitely want a lot of value out of your root for sure. Yeah, I mean, it, you're definitely picking RDO in large part because of the cripple. But I do think that her best matchups are the ones where, you know, it's Poseidon or maybe not Poseidon because he's got a cripple too. But these these yeah. are mobile raw or something like that where you just get to walk up and press three and they go, stop, I'm I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> Quit it, please. That game, uh, that game was pretty snowbally, if I remember correctly. You guys won that one quickly. I don't think BMT looked comfortable in Afro from Not at all. a top-down perspective. Not at all. Yeah, I, so. it kinda, I kind of feel like maybe he picked it because we were banning it against... We banned it against you guys and mm-hmm. Space Station both, and maybe they're like, yeah, they just really don't want to play against this. Mm-hmm. So he, like, forced it. Maybe that was happening. I don't know, though. They could have practiced. I'm not sure. But, yeah, I don't think he seemed that comfortable on the pick. Afro is just yeah. one of those picks that once you prove you can play it, it needs to get banned. And and Van mm-hmm. and Ardez have both proved that they can play it. So you got to ban it. I don't know. I, I, I don't think I would ever ban Afro in the dark without having being beaten by it. Um, unless it like totally destroys our comp. Yeah, it's just annoying. Yeah, for sure. Also, tank Afro builds, in my opinion, are so bad. Yes. Yeah, dude. Where is the rods? With you. I've got. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm going to say this about Twig's build in the next game, in game four, when he yep. plays the Afro. Where's my yeah. Rod of Tahuti, man? Mm-hmm. It, it, wh- what's the point of playing that character if you're not building Rod? That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I think I think the same for just healers in general. Building them tanky in the mid just is not the best. I think having one like hybrid item is mm-hmm. good. Sure. Yeah, I like this. Is that the game you went Spirit Room? I think he went Spirit yeah, yeah. Room third. Yeah, I yeah. like that a lot. I think that's really smart. I, I think that was good. I think eventually he went like sov yeah i think he went sov games four and five which is okay i don't think it's like that bad but um i think maybe just one's all you want yeah if he wants to go sov early sure i liked the spirit rope pickup a lot um but i need i need some some rod of tahuti in my aphrodite build at all times um but that game four there was something else i was going to say about that ah i can't remember now my brain mush Game four was, in my opinion, the same thing that happened in game two, where they can't kill a Nike. Where they have a yeah, healer yeah. backline with whatever AC PCAP played that game, and right. uh, whatever happened, yeah, they there's no way they can ever kill the Nike. If Nike pops thorns, like, again, they had like 100% anti-heal plus onk, and so Afro at that point is not a healer anymore, she's just damage, and then you can't kill a Nike, like... Once you hit that those late game team fights, your execution has to go so much higher than the enemy teams because Nike literally just walks at you and presses four and gets value, and then the team fights are just so hard for you guys late game. Yeah, I think maybe I played that game pretty badly. I think Ben actually played it pretty well with Afro. Mm-hmm. Just came to a point where maybe the Nike factor came in, where like they just can't kill him and stuff. Uh, like I think I played fine early to mid, and then late game I just didn't really do much. What were you playing that game? Right. I don't remember. That oh, Thana. Thana. Yeah, that was the Thana game. Uh, but that was the game I was talking about where adapting, I'm pretty sure he was just kind of waiting for me to do anything and then just try to like stop mm-hmm. it or like just look for me the entire time. And it was pretty annoying to try to dive their backline. I should have just maybe looked for him with like an after link and maybe I should have killed him. But uh, yeah, I don't really think I played that game too well. Yeah, you guys, um, you picked both execute characters that are playable uh, against Kepri. Yeah. 
and Fine did kind of get trolled on the Achilles game a couple yeah, times. Yeah, there was oh, two times yeah. where he kind of got people got pulled out of his execute. Unlucky. Yeah, that was that was a bit unlucky. But overall, uh, I was saying on the cast, and I thought that that put you guys in a really weird spot because now you kind of have to respect the Kepri because both of your execute characters didn't work, and you lost against it both times. But yeah, it's so important to get Nike. It felt like it was so important. Oh, and game four was also the game where, where Radiance realized that top three-ing Raijin was a really good idea. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I was so, they had been top three-ing big man Tings' pick, like, all year. Like, they always top three him at the beginning then of the year. Then they were bottom, yeah. And then I they were bottom two. they wanted Benji to have his pick. And then yeah. Cyclone was always picking his ADC, then maybe... I guess Aurora... I don't know. I guess maybe they just had a lot of priorities, so... Yeah, I, they were always semi-adapting bottom, bottom two, it felt like, and big man... And I think yeah. I was saying at the very beginning of the tournament that I thought that was really smart because adapting a big man had been their two most consistent players. So like giving priority picks to your your side laners who have really struggled this year and then saving your, your consistent players for counter picks and like the ability to maybe have some of their gods banned made a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. But like, yo, Raijin is OP, dude. Like mm-hmm. that guy is just be roke. Like, uh, why did it take him so long to top three it, man? I was just waiting for it the whole time, and they did it, and, and I felt like he was a huge problem for you guys that game because he was just doing so much damage. Uh, Yeah, I think so. I mean, we were banning it earlier on in the set in the bottom two. Yeah. Because I think he had some good games against Sanguine on it, maybe. Yeah. And just in general, Big Man's, I think, played that god pretty well, so we didn't think it was that high of a priority to ban like top, but... Uh... Yeah, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think you could have made the choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, like you, you just had to ban the other things you were worried about. Was there? I'm surprised that you guys consistently banned Kama, though. Do you guys really feel... I mean, again, there's a big break between now and uh, phase two, but uh, I didn't. Th- I haven't really been like that scared of, of Kamazots recently, especially if Radiant's yeah, going to take it late, right? Yeah, I don't know. Just, uh, just had a nine pick, I think. Yeah. In my opinion, it's a pick like... It's like a less consistent Arthur for me. Like... Arthur most of the time will just pop off and then Camo if he pops off and he gets the whatever the hybrid build online he's so hard to deal with. Yeah. And he's just maybe more annoying like him than Arthur too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. He yeah. just can be pretty annoying for like the dive. Well then in in game five, I thought you guys were gonna be in a really weird spot. Um I liked the Uller pick for Cyclone. Um yeah. I liked that pick a lot. I did not what they picked Herc there, right? They went they went Yeah, they went Uller. Herc. Yeah, I don't know. That's such a tough spot, man, cuz I really don't it's feel like It's just a lot of pressure. It's hard to deal with. Yeah, exactly. And it's like their easiest win condition and I feel like it's you, you don't want to give Mike Hercules again cuz he's like ruined you on it every game that he's played it. But to I I really feel like Raijin was really important to give to Big Man that game. Um, yeah, maybe they just think that we weren't gonna prioritize it. I would have, I would have been shocked if you guys hadn't picked the Raijin there top three. I kind of would have lost my gourd. My gourd thanks you because it would be, <laughs> it would be MIA. Also, adapting with like almost the greatest jungle comeback, bro. Yeah. Okay. So Sam, <laughs> you're up like. <laughs> Three, four <laughs> levels. You're on this man's speed buff constantly. Like, yeah. <laughs> I thought that game was so over. I literally, I'm not even trolling. I looked at the clock and yeah. I was like, sick. I'm going to be able to eat dinner before the podcast today. I was really <sighs> excited for it. A little bit of a throw from the early game state, I'd say. A, a, yeah, a little, a little bit. That that was their fire giant call, right? That was like really, really um, smart. Where- yeah, I'd say it was a good call, but we also like... I think maybe Ben greeted a mid wave. I, yep. I didn't back, but I came back to fire and I was there in time to like defend it. Uh, I actually think I would have secured and then Benji silenced me. Like right at the same time, maybe Herc Boulder got it or something. But I actually think I would have got that. Uh, Unlucky. But yeah, that just, <laughs> I don't know. From, and, from watching it, it seemed like you guys had such a bigger lead than you did. Like every yeah, time you were only up, up like 3 yeah. 4 there was an unfortunate play where we did pyro and then I think Cyclone did gold at the same time, yeah. but like we didn't actually see him on the ward that we that thought was covering it. Mm. Um, and then we were like really confused when he did gold. 
I was surprised you didn't you guys didn't group up and just do gold earlier. Yeah, yeah. We were just gonna we were gonna go gold right after Pyro. But uh yeah, yeah. I guess yeah. he just did it then. And I was unlucky. That was crazy. Uh, that game was the whole my, oh my god, I'm like trying to think of all the I can't believe that was game five, dude. That was all the same game. Yeah, that was note. real quick. I just didn't like Benji's build on Alma. I yeah, feel like I, he was so yeah, special. It was really good into me, I'll say that much. But he definitely kind of gets owned by Ryzen and Heim both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like Toxic. He had Toxic Blade and Frostbound yeah, Hammer. Frostbound, Cad Shield. Yeah. Uh, Void Shield. Void Shield. Yeah. I didn't like Mantle. Shogun's. Yeah. We yeah, didn't go Mantle. He didn't go Mantle? It, no. Oh. It was like. 2000 to like 2400 gold items wow they're just like insta spiking and he comes in the late game with like it definitely does a lot of damage for sure yeah dude i just feel like like when they had efg and you sold him under right phoenix i popped off on stream and yelled really loud because it was sick yeah but i was gonna ask him if that. he was tank you just never do that like he uh, always gets the phoenix maybe he wouldn't hit as hard though and but, i had titans I, mean, I, I feel like that much. you around the Phoenix. Maybe. I would root him, you know? You can root him. <laughs> I kind of would, sure. would be he, rooting him, though. He made, I was surprised he didn't commit to it anyway, because I think he yeah. could have just got it, and then I don't think I could have like chased him mm-hmm. after that, because he's just Ama. But, uh, Dude, yeah. Sam, the, you like... You just standing there and and letting his like and not using your ult whenever he was ulting you on that third mm-hmm. shot and just like expecting him to turn away was the the cojones man. I was like, oh my uh, god, Sam is such I'm an alpha. Sure, I Aegis that. Did you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Then you're not a you're not alpha male. Whatever. <laughs> Sorry. It's, yeah. No, it's fine. Dude, yeah. If I saved my Aegis, I could have lived. Unlucky. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe it would hit you, with it, you bro. Know? Yeah, but I died, I died to creep. Yeah, were you like, man, I should have bought Bloodforge because you would have lived. I had that. it, and then I sold it for Brawlers. <laughs> oh, no. Would you have sold Cyclone, it without it, though? Uh, uh, what Cyclone do to you? It was like a, on a dive. Oh, yeah, that mid, no. that mid way 2v1, yeah. you guys? He yeah, was like, no. Stuff on the big man. And then, yeah, he literally sent accents and just life stole. But also, I took like 700 damage to Oboe because it was bouncing between Fine and I. <laughs> and then he's just life stealing. We didn't have any anti healing, and Oboe uh, kind of just owned us. Oboe is OP, dude. Yeah, yeah, dude, it's 700 damage. That's OP. Is, is that why Fine got brothers too? Uh, I guess, yeah. Because there was one point I was, I asked earlier in the game, I'm, I was thinking, like, maybe I get brothers for the Uler. I was like, mm-hmm. nah, and then I went Blood Forge. <laughs> And then that happened. I was like, okay, I think I need brawler. <laughs> I did get it, but uh sold the wrong item, I suppose. Uh oh yeah. yeah. Uh Castoon in chat asks a good question. Bit of a tilter whenever you were clearing that duo wave in your Thor game and you were jumping down the lane and adapting came uh, out and halted you because you died because you were midair. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, I I was pretty spaced out there. Like I was <laughs> Maybe I was in my tab screen. I was thinking about other stuff, and I just didn't think anybody was coming for me. Did, so did, Slaney, give wave, the, uh, did Slaney give you the speech on why you should always unbind jump and that kind of stuff? No, jump's OP. What do you mean? How is it's jump actually, OP? like, tactically good. You can jump over walls and, like, spot people. I mean, well, maybe we shouldn't be jumping. You, you probably way, shouldn't be jumping for, like, fun, maybe. <laughs> know, like, that's just how it goes sometimes, you know? Well, you guys finally end up winning. I do have to start wrapping it up because we've been going long. Um, but okay. what uh, what what was that game like from your perspective, Sam? Because that was like that that's an up and down game um, uh, for sure. I don't know. I mean, I think we thought we lost maybe twice. Um, Mike had a times. sick Titan defense. Yeah, there was just a couple. I don't even know what to think about the game, honestly. There was definitely a point during the game where I was I said like 15 minutes and I'm like, what is this game, man? <laughs> just running back and forth, just attacking each other. <laughs> Nothing's really happening. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. Just kind of a fiesta, I'd say. Yeah, that's the way it goes. Uh, thoughts on Mike getting MVP for both of you guys? Deserved, not deserved? Uh, I'd say deserved, yeah. I think as the set went on, deserved, but in the earlier games, I feel like PBM was not at 100. 
Like, yeah, I mean, there, you could say that maybe about anybody that, like, there were <laughs> bad plays, right? God, you guys are so nice. It's disgusting. <laughs> well, it's true. I think yeah, everybody had some bad plays. Uh, I think if I wouldn't give it to Mike, I'd give it to Max. Yeah, I but, thought uh, I thought it was Panda Cat or Mike in my mind. Yeah. Okay, fine. Could have gotten MVP because he had a really good whole weekend, but then he yeah, kind of yeah. trolled two times with the Yorm, and he was kind of trolling with the Achilles, even though he did get some executes pulled out from under him. Yeah, I think if I had Blink on Achilles, we maybe would have snowballed that game hard, or been able to, like, yep. team fight better. Uh, the Jorm, I'm not sure. That game was just a little awkward, but, like, we got a huge lead and then just kind of threw it away. Like, mm-hmm. he was so far ahead of Benji. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he oh, definitely played really well, too. I just think everybody played, like, pretty well, you know? <laughs> yeah, you don't, uh, you don't get to win tournaments without everyone playing well. <laughs> um, all right, before we go, uh, we got to ask our useless question. Like we do every week, and uh, okay. I want it to be about ice cream because Sam, sure. I know you're a big ice cream guy. All the time, Sam, late at night, is saying, "Think I should go get some ice cream right now, or what?" And I'm saying, <laughs> "Of course, dude, you got to be going to get that ice cream." What are some? What's your favorite ice cream flavor? What are some over ice overrated ice cream flavors? Uh, hmm. What 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 do we got? Okay, maybe it's deceiving. Okay, I do like ice cream, but it's not that often. Let's get that out of the way. Okay. Sam, you are an ice cream fiend, and I won't be hearing anything else. Okay. okay. Uh, let's see. I'm a... Okay, maybe like chocolate chip cookie dough is just like good, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Always solid. It's going to be good. Yeah. Um, maybe the best flavor? I don't know, just because it's always like pretty good. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can't go wrong with it. Yeah, like you that. really can't. That's a safe uh, pick. Coffee ice cream is good. Oof. And I'd say I, want, I lean more on the side of vanilla ice cream than chocolate. Yes, personally, I was, I was, that was my that was gonna be my opinion. First of all, if you like mint chocolate chip, get a grip. Okay, I, I don't want to hear about it because mint chocolate chip is disgusting. It can be good sometimes, in my opinion. No, no. never. Really? Literally, sorry, literally never. Mint okay. is only for gum and toothpaste, and that's all I'm hearing about it. Oh, and mojitos. That's it. Like, okay, that's all. That's that's all you can do with mint with mint ever. Okay, number mm-hmm. two. If your if your ice cream flavor is chocolate base, get it out of my face. Vanilla base is always the way to go. All right, that's all. That it's it's just the truth. Like chocolate Wait. base is too rich. It's not going to be good. So, okay, stupid question. Does yeah. cookies and cream count as chocolate based if it's like so much chocolate in it or no? I mean, it is like a vanilla ice cream, but like there's like chocolate in every bite. Right, no, no, but the base no, is no, vanilla. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The okay. base is vanilla. Yeah. I think I generally agree. Also, I didn't say it, but moose tracks are really good. Big fan mm. of moose tracks. Moose tracks are what really are good. What are moose tracks? Uh, I guess, well, the base can be either chocolate or, or vanilla, I think. Obviously better vanilla than vanilla. Better. Better. Yeah. Yep. But then it has, like, little peanut butter cups in it and, like, chocolate chips, too, I think. Ooh. And yeah. maybe some of them have, like, like, fudge maybe in there. Yep. Yep. Fudge is, fudge is key. I love... Like vanilla ice cream, like like caramel vanilla ice cream, like mm-hmm. a little bit of caramel on there, some cho- some cookie dough bites, whatever, some chocolate chips, whatever. I'm down with that. Sure. Um, one of the best ice creams I've ever had was when I was a little a little drunk, um, <laughs> about to go see a movie, and I went to Jenny's Ice Cream, which bangs. If you guys haven't been there, it's at the Avalon, and okay. they had like. Uh, graham, it was like vanilla graham cracker. Oh, and then it was in a, or no, 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 no. It was, it was apple pie ice cream. It was like basically uh, vanilla ice cream with some caramel and some like little uh, pieces of apple in a cinnamon mm. waffle cone. And it changed mm. my life, dude. It was insane. Like it was, it was no, I haven't. I really need to go back. I, I think I'm it was a season. I think the cinnamon the waffle cone was like a seasonal thing, but it was like an apple pie in ice cream form. And it was amazing. And I think about it like every day. It was, it was mm. just awesome. Barrow, let, let's hear your terrible favorite ice cream. <laughs> okay. So I have like multiple, so we'll say cookies and cream. Good. And, uh, for like top tier, all kind of always good. And vanilla beans, like right below it. Sometimes vanilla bean for me is like the best thing ever. Love like, vanilla bean. I'll yeah. just go to town on like a whole thing of vanilla bean. Yep. And I'm a big fan of froyo. So yeah, froyo is good. Every time I go, I will get uh, cheesecake froyo and whatever chocolate one they have. Um, sometimes it's like a deep fudge chocolate or like 
a chocolate chip cookie dough chocolate, and it's really good. And mix those together, do half and half. And okay. then I'll do a graham cracker. It's like yep. crumble, basically. That's good stuff. And then I'll throw some more cheesecake bites and some Oreo bites on top of it, like, like the crumbled up uh, stuff. And then I'll do marshmallow. And uh, it's like caramel on top. I'll do Ooh. like crisscross of both. Oh. And, uh, and then that's it. Wow. And yeah, that sounds pretty good. For most overrated strawberry ice cream. What? Dude, strawberry ice cream is good. It's only good if you're like younger than 12 years old. Oh, not really? So. And that's when I actually hated yeah. it. I'm not going to lie. You know the like the classic ice cream where it's got like the vanilla section, the strawberry and the chocolate? Oh, mm-hmm. the, is that the Metropolitan or something like that? Or yeah, Neapolitan? Yeah, exactly. Neapolitan yeah, ice cream. Yeah, 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 that one. <laughs> no, it's in the city. <laughs> Listen, Barry, uh, you weren't you weren't bringing anything with it. Come on now. Seriously, <laughs> I got there. Okay, all right. Yeah. Either way, that actually can be pretty good from time to time. Like having yeah. that mixture. Yeah, that's um, that's not for me because I really don't like chocolate ice cream very much. This is what I was gonna say though. When I think about ice cream, I'm always kind of thinking this ice cream's really good, except for this apple pie ice cream that I had. But I kind of always want a milkshake instead. I'm a milkshake. Yeah, like, milkshakes I love aren't milkshakes. too good. They're op, dude. Like you're talking like when we're talking cookies and cream, Chick-fil-A milkshake, like that's that's a, that's OP, man. How am I ever supposed to get away from that? The milkshakes are the best. I would always rather have like a blizzard over like a milkshake. I think it's same category, right? I don't know. Mm. Is blizzard more? I think it's kind of in the middle. I don't think you can suck that blizzard. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit like thicker, right? Yeah. yeah. That's the thing where you can turn yeah, it upside down, I'm- right? Yeah, yeah, I think a milkshake that you like have with your spoon is like good. Like, mm. I guess it's kind of ice cream at that. Point. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, creamy ice cream. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got you. Have you guys? Okay, real quick. Have you guys ever had Rita's Italian ice? Is that like a northern thing? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I guess some. Yeah, you're from you're from Philadelphia. Okay, did you ever have? Did you ever have a misto, Sam? Which is misto. That's what they called their like milkshakes. It was like you could pick whatever Italian ice cream you wanted. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And then mix it in with some custard. Bottom right, and then the. No, no, no. This is like a milkshake, basically. It's. uh, Oh okay. Like you could do that. They had that, but this would be they would like just turbo mix uh some some like vanilla custard. And an Italian ice for whatever flavor you wanted. And it was mm-hmm. basically a milkshake. And it was the best thing ever. I always want it in the summer. And there's no Rita's down here. And it makes me really yeah, sad. I don't know if I... There, there's three Rita's down here. Sorry, I just looked it up. No way. Wait, Are really? they close? Yeah. Uh, there's one like 30 minutes east of Alfreda. There's one like 30 minutes east of Marietta. Dude, let's... Okay. Whenever we're... It's socially responsible okay, to be That actually could be worth it. That, let's all take it... The three of us can take I'm a trip down. to Rita's and get and get some mistos. I think that everyone will be I'm happy. Down, yeah. Let's go. We've made plans. All right. Oh. Congrats, Sam, on the on the win. Of course, uh, you're the beast. You carried fine and everyone else. Uh, and it's easy for you. And that's all <laughs> there is to it. Um, thanks, everyone, for watching and listening. As always, uh, if you'd like to watch, we stream these every Sunday, usually starting at 8, though this one was later because of finals going long, uh, at 8 p.m. at twitch.tv slash prediction esports. For everyone who's watching, you can also catch all of our old episodes and all of our future episodes. It'll be on the prediction page on both Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And if you're interested in other esports, we've got a bunch of other great podcasts. Dota, Rocket League, uh, Teamfight Tactics, all that kind of stuff. You can find all that on the prediction page, so make sure you guys check it out. Uh, Thanks for watching, and we'll see you guys next time on the Backliners Podcast. Goodbye. Bye. Uh, See ya.